The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. D. Reddy and John Cadell with us. And after all the success of the new ABBA show with the holograms, it seems that perhaps a trend is developing because there is going to be a hologram show in London featuring this fella. since 1977 so D-Ready what would be involved in the Elvis evolution yeah so apparently this is on foot of a partnership between the Elvis Presley estate and Laird Reality they're a British immersive entertainment um, company and then another group called Authentic Brands Group Personally, I can't think of anything less authentic than this. Like they've taken footage from his life. So they're 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 creating similar as you say to the ABBA show, uh, life size avatar, and they've taken it from home video footage, from personal photos, and then of course his many, many on-screen appearances as well. But like I, I know we talked about this when the ABBA show came around initially. This is to my mind, kind of the worst application of the technology because Elvis, for for you know, for anything that you might think about him, he has he has no opportunity to to consent to this. And I I just personally, there's something about this that really unleashes the uncanny valley valley for me. And I I I wonder how far this sort of thing could go. What do you think, John Cadell? Um, I think De- Elvis over the last few years has been in danger of sinking into irrelevance because I think many of his original fans will be dead by now. Um, and I, I believe that when it came to rock and roll auctions, that Elvis stuff just wasn't selling. Like the, the the he'd gone off the boil with regard to an iconic entertainer. And what about the movie that we had in recent years? But it didn't really. I mean, it it, it wasn't great. It you know like the Johnny Cash movie sort of brought he brought himself back with Rick Rubin and those stripped back albums and then when the movie came out it was sort of celebrating somebody who had already been reinvented and that sort of um, that did eat more for Cash's legacy but but sorry do you sound like you actually might like the no, idea no. of the Elvis thing on the basis that it'll make create an awareness of him maybe well, for for new fans I for one am. Um, utterly sick of the narrative around Elvis being dead on the toilet, hamburgers, ha ha ha, fat. I'm, I mean, it's a massive disservice and disrespect to his talent and his influence. And that is the narrative that we've been sort of been fed over the last 40 years. And even like, you know, you go to, to Memphis and it's the same. People I know have gone in and around Graceland. It's all Elvis Presley dish mops and... Just this sort of vulgar, cheap stuff. Well, I wonder, but is this going to be the future, D, that you do it with Elvis, then you do it with Michael Jackson, maybe? Yeah, or, or Amy Winehouse, you know, Mitch Winehouse being able to, to, to continue to trot out his daughter as, as suits. Like, I just, I just think, you know, I mean, there's, there's been, it's, it's been um, announced the kiss 
for example, the US rock band, that they've unveiled avatars of themselves depicted as superheroes. And like those sort of scenarios where it's living people who go into an agreement and they engage with the technology. I've absolutely no problem with that. And I think it's a brilliant way to kind of to extend somebody's career. But there has to to my mind, there has to be a point where you 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 you, you just agree to not wake the dead, literally. Okay, I've got one for you, an idea, well, John. I just want to finish my point by saying I, I'm on the fence about this. I don't like well, the idea. Let me push you on okay, one go, particular. Go, go. What about getting the Beatles reformed as avatars? <sighs> Again, like, I, I'm not a fan of this. I'm not a fan of, you know... I'm pushing like, you off the fence like now. Pr- Prince said, you know, if I die, don't avatar me or don't hologram me. He goes, he didn't get to see me when I'm alive. Tough. I'm dead. Yeah. That's it. I've never I never saw Queen. I would have loved to have seen Queen. Oh, the Queen with a Freddie Mercury avatar. But I don't I don't want to. I don't want that. It's they're not there in front of me. I haven't paid money to see some like smoke and mirrors. Um I don't like the idea of this. I, I gave the the ABBA thing a pass because they all, as Dee says, did it you know, consensually, well, they're all alive. And people have gone to it, say it's a great experience. Yeah, but I mean, but the reason I'm on the fence about this is that at least it's focusing on Elvis and his performance ability. At least, you know, it's it's getting back to what, El- what, what discussion around Elvis should be about, which is his voice and his ability to interpret a song as opposed to cheap tat. Here's a listener but says, hologram shows are just as bad as the NFT and Bitcoin fad. Oh, and if remember non-fungible talk, whatever happened those? But lost, John, just on that, on like you were saying about like the, Elvis's legacy having been kind of shredded away over, over the last 40 years, like his own estate, it, like they have been part and parcel of allowing that to happen and they're involved in this. So like, w- why do you think that this wouldn't be like more about his his later Las Vegas shows than about his his earlier stuff as well. Because I think the Elvis Presley estate are also aware that Elvis's influence and uh, you know place on the Mount Rushmore of popular music is in danger of crumbling away. Okay, so listen here. It says, would Matt go to an Avatar Rush gig? Good question. Of course, mm-hmm. the late Neil Peart. Yeah, I, I don't think I probably would. But, you see, isn't there also the case, John, that there's lots of bands going around at the moment, even your own beloved Stranglers, mm. which have replacements for the original members. I think the Stranglers have only one that's, original member left. Yeah, that's that's right, they do. Only only the bass players do. So is that the Stranglers? Would you not be better off with avatars of the original band? No, because at least there's like living, breathing, sweating musicians playing live there in front of you. And, you know, like it's not like J.J. Burnell just got three replacements in and and fired the others. You know, it's happened over a period of like 37 years that he's the own that he's now the only remaining one. Two of them are dead for God's sake. You could probably avatar them. But um you know, it's 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 a it's evolutionary in that it's it has had they have had to have been replaced and now this is where we are. One original member, but I'd much rather that than see a two-dimensional stranglers on stage like lit up by projectors. No. We've already okay. mentioned and, Prince. And Matt, you referenced yeah. Freddie Mercury there. Like, part of what made Freddie Mercury so magic was the way he actually interacted with the crowd. I, I don't think an avatar could possibly do that. Oh, wait till you see the way the technology develops. Anyway, <laughs> let's talk about Prince, because you already mentioned him. And of course, may remember his film Purple Rain, 1984. Mm. It's 40 years old, Purple Rain. I've never seen it. 
and it's about to become I have. a Broadway musical. Let's hear a little bit of Purple Rain. I never meant to call you when Okay, what's going to be in the Broadway musical, Dee? Well, it's a musical of the film. So the film tells the story um, of a musician who has all sorts of troubles at home and uh, uh, a, a very um, a very interesting, burgeoning romance with a very beautiful woman. Um, and it's very much a cult classic, I would say. I saw it once at a screening in the Sugar Club and people were having a few drinks and, and kind of like singing along and dancing. And I would say that is very much the the most enjoyment you're going to get out of the film. It did win an Oscar for Best Soundtrack, I think, but it probably wouldn't have been winning any Oscars otherwise. It is, it's a bit cheesy. It's, it's not the best. So actually, I can't think of a better application for that film than to be turned into a Broadway musical. Okay. And of course, a movie that's got an awful lot of attention in recent times is Saltburn. What has that done, John, to the career of Sophie Ellis Baxter? Well, uh, one of her songs, Murder on the Dance Floor, is uh, is played in the film over uh, what's described as a pivotal scene. We won't give it away to people who haven't... Uh, who it's haven't definitely watched, pivoting. ...who haven't watched the movie. Um, yeah, so because of its placement in the film and uh, the scene that sort of soundtracks, it's just shooting up the streaming charts again. It's a bit like Kate Bush running up that hill from Something Stranger like Things. Yeah, yeah, so it's now taken on a sort of a, a, a new life and Sophie herself is is here for it. She's delighted. She said she saw the movie. She watched it through her hands at a couple of points, she said, but um, she says she loves the way that the, the song has been reinvented and it's doing better than it ever did. More and more people listen to it as the days go by. Let's hear a little bit of Murder on the Dance Floor. I don't know if you know her uh, cover of Backer is Yes Sir I Can Boogie, but she sings yeah. it exactly like that. It's a sort of matter of fact, sucking in her teeth way of singing. She's brilliant. It's a brilliant, brilliant cover. 
Okay, uh, let's get your picks of the week in case we run out of time. Dee, what are you going for? Yeah, my pick of the week this week, Matt, is from The Last Dinner Party. It's called Caesar on a TV screen. Uh, they're a great uh, British band. They were named as winner of BBC Radio 1's Sound of 2024. So this is the first thing from them. We should have a new album uh, in February. And I'm full. Love that. Yeah. Yeah, love they actually, that. They supported Hosier on his European uh, tour in 2023 there. Okay, John, your pick of the week. Yeah, I've gone for a song. It's it's not that I'm a massive fan of the song, but it's, it is a talking point, certainly, on online. Liam Gallagher and John Squire have joined together. They've made an album together, and they've released the first single from it called Just Another Rainbow. Now, Lloyd Cole, who was famous in the 80s, said on Twitter uh, on Friday or Saturday... This is why sounding like the Beatles is never a good idea. And Liam Gallagher responded by, he's the reason why once looking like Elvis is not a good idea. So anyway, the song is called Just Another Rainbow and it's, uh, it's very, very psychedelic and it is extremely Beatlesque. Stone Rose and it has that sort of that you know that Beatles song Rain with McCartney's sort of bubbling yeah. bass line it's got that too but it's got Liam Gallagher's voice and I'd listen to him sing anything We had news today a coroner's report in the UK on the sad death of Sinead O'Connor last year which it confirmed despite the rumours and the speculation she died of natural causes mm. which I'm sure will be a relief to those who loved her to know that there was nothing otherwise than natural causes although obviously they would obviously prefer that she was still with them. Tell us though Dee about the tribute concert that's going to be for her and Shane McGowan in New York Yes this is really lovely Matt so it's just been announced that it's going to be held um, just after St. Patrick's Day so it'll be on the 20th of March in Carnegie Carnegie Hall no less um, and it's going to feature um, performances from Cat Power, David Gray, the Dropkick Murphys, Glenn Hansard, and a whole load of other people as well. So really, really lovely way to celebrate two amazing Irish artists that unfortunately we lost in 2023. Okay, listener comments. Think the ABBA avatars are an insult to their fans. It's saying you couldn't be bothered. We couldn't be bothered playing for you, but pay to see us anyway. 
That's one way of looking at it. <laughs> okay. Another one. Ah, lads, let the dead be dead. What's next? Former footballers or actors in Avatar. Next thing out now called, a new thing out now called YouTube. You should try it, says a <laughs> listener. Okay. And uh, yeah, there's quite a few comments coming in. Bands can be like football teams and that players come and go. However, I don't think anyone would want to see an Avatar game of Manchester United or Liverpool. Mm, I think that's what FIFA is, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> okay, very briefly, now come in. There's new albums to look forward to in 2024. Quickly, John, what sort of stuff are you looking forward to? Well, I mean, I am a parody myself, but uh, I've heard tell that Elton John has recorded not one but two new albums, one of them with Brandy Carlisle, because he was such a fiddle in his thumbs, didn't know what to be doing with himself after he stopped touring. So he went off to LA, made an album with her. And also, uh, earlier in the summer, he said that himself and Bernie Taupin uh, who have been working together for 60 years nearly, have themselves recorded a new album. So there's two new Elton John albums in the way. There's also a new album from MGMT, which I'm looking forward to. And Green Day have got back with their producer that made their two best albums, Rob Cavallo, and their new album, Saviours, is out on Friday week. And you're also looking forward to reach the Julepa album. Oh, the Julepa. Now, there's nothing confirmed for this, but we do have Houdini, which is uh, hopefully not just a standalone single. But you would imagine that Julepa has... Uh, has 2024 mapped out to record, release and uh, tour the album. Dee, what are you looking forward to? Yeah, so The Last Dinner Party, which was my pick of the week, uh, their debut album, Prelude to Ecstasy, is out on the 2nd of February. Also really looking forward to a new album from the Libertines called All Quiet on the Eastern Esplanade. It's a very long time since we've heard something from them, so it could go either way. And then I think the one I'm looking forward to most is So, um, Acts of Faith. I know they're a firm favourite of yours as well now, Matt. They uh, debuted this album at their first live show back in December in London, which apparently went brilliantly. The the reviews for it were fantastic. So I cannot wait for that to come out on Record Store Day in April. Okay. All right. Listen, we better leave it there. So thank you very much uh, to both of you, John Cadell and D Ready, for being with us here on The Last Word this evening. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today and-